Because I feel like every time we get on here, we don't eat dinner and then we're starving. I tried to push it back so we would have more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gobbled on some chicken. All right. Welcome back, listeners, to the Part-Time Yetis, a unofficial Disney podcast. Roll call. Jedi Tiff here. And I'm Sorcerer Patty. And you've got Skipper Kira as your host for the evening. And today, before we get to the main event, we're going to toss it over to Patty for the Disney download. And here are some of the biggest Disney news items this week. Ahoy, mateys! Pirates of the Caribbean opens back up Friday, July 1st after a lengthy refurbishment. You can also book reservations at the Blue Bayou now. Mm, Yeah. We should go there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, And I heard that the the wall finally came down um, in the restaurant. So even though, you know, the ride isn't opening up for a few more days, now you can finally see back into the ride if, if you've got oh, got it. those I was like, coveted reservations. <laughs> yeah, like they had put up one of those temporary walls, you know? Yeah. So there wasn't really any much point in dining there uh, for the last <laughs> couple of weeks, but. Yeah, that's true. Except the salmon is delicious. I don't think I got that last time. I think I oh, got the steak. So good. Oh, I always get the steak, the surf and turf with the lobster tail. I don't know if I got that one. I can't and remember. And free bread. Oh my gosh, so oh. good. Okay, we clearly have not eaten. And now they serve alcohol. I am oh. very curious about their hurricane. Ooh, mm-hmm. I want to know. <laughs> Wait, is that is that a name of one of their drinks? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was okay, like, I was like is there a very be. interesting new weather pattern at the Blue Bay? That's why they were refurbishing. There was a hurricane. <laughs> Wait, since this is Patty's D- Disney download, shouldn't it be the Blue Bayou? Really? I said it correctly. I know. Time. See, I didn't stop you because I didn't hear it like weird. Like, how dare you? I know. How dare <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and on a festive note, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party returns on select nights at Walt Disney World from November 8th to December 22nd. Tickets go on sale July 7th, and no word on Marius Knights returning to Disneyland yet. Hmm. But that's what I need to know. I know. Well, we sprinkled in some Disney World news. I mean, that's that one's a fun one there. I want to go to that one. I feel like Christmas in Disney World will be fun. Yes. Yeah. Pat- Patty, you've gone, right? I've like gone said- around Christmas time. I never okay. go, like, during Christmas. I go around, like, like early mid November which they already have like Christmas stuff up oh Mm -hmm. yeah that's Christmas time yes and less people too (laughs) we love that yeah Mm -hmm. and better weather usually there's been times where it's it's Florida it's it's gross most of the time but there have been times where it's been cold I don't know like I needed a sweatshirt and a scarf what Mm -hmm. yeah let's let's do a a trip during one of those times (laughs) You literally need to go like in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's like the best time when no one's traveling. I'm fine with that. (laughs) Well, that was easy. Yeah. (laughs) I'm fine with that. Let's do it. (laughs) So many plans. Yeah. Maybe not this year. I think this year is too much happening. Yeah. But maybe, maybe we should think about that um, next year. So 
November, December, 2023. Oh, I'm down. Same Z's. That gives me time to save. Yeah. All of the trips. All of the yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> final news, Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage will reopen at Disneyland on July 25th. And when it reopens, you can now say hello to a new friend from Pixar's Finding Dory, Hank. <gasps> the octopus. Yes. He was my favorite. He was so funny. He was hilarious. I wonder, like, it's been down a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder, aside from that edition, like, how many changes they put in they all, made? like, all new coral, apparently. Does that make a big difference? I've never been on the ride, so I could not tell you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I will let you know because that's my boyfriend's favorite ride. Oh yeah, we have talked about this. Yes. And I and find that so strange. Yeah. He he loves like aquarium. I know. It, oh, okay. He's a big dude too. So like I know a lot of people don't like it because it is a bit claustrophobic for them. But I am actually, I realize I have claustrophobia <laughs> and I'm okay with it. Oh, okay. That, well, that's I think not bad. There's space. There's enough space. Okay. Yeah. Strangely, I'm okay with it. Well, so, is out. he super pumped to get back there now that it's reopening? I didn't. He doesn't know that it's reopening. I didn't oh. tell him <laughs> yet. <laughs> you better um, make him listen to this episode. And be oh, like, I There's will. a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> He'll just be like, "Was that it?" <laughs> that <Yeah>. was <laughs> he's very pumped i'm sure he will be but yeah that that about wraps wraps it up for the disney download this week pretty light this this week Mm -hmm. i feel like last week we had a lot or last oh my gosh yeah all the things there was so much news (laughs) yeah i don't even i i feel like we had what um twice the length of a typical episode almost just because we had a lot of news to discuss Yeah. yeah All right, well, on to our main event. We kind of teased it um, in our last episode, but now we get to hear all about Jedi Tiff's excursion on the Galactic Star Cruiser. Did I say that right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I started questioning, is it Galactic or Galaxy? Like, but I I guess I was mixing it up with Galaxy's Edge. So a lot of Gs going on. It is Um, a lot. Okay, little detour first, like maybe I'm the only one, but growing up as a kid, when you saw the capital D for Disney or or Disneyland, as a kid, I always thought of that as a G. Disney. Like like the way that it's written. I can see that. It's it's very curly. Curves. Yeah. I always grew up thinking it was a G and I never could understand why Disney's symbol was a G because I was like, Walter, Elias, Disney, there's no G in there. There's no At G At age five, in you were just trying to guess that? Like you knew yeah. that whole name, full name. <laughs> well, no, like- She's exceptional. This, this lasted past kindergarten, okay? It was this, this was many years of just being oddly confused of why <laughs> Disneyland started with this cursive G. And, you know, obviously, eventually I kind of realized like, oh, they're just flourishes on a D, but. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. Glad so. I'm glad you figured that out. I, I am. I'm also glad I finally <laughs> figured it out. 
Um, and, and now Disney is just kind of messing with me by naming everything starting with a G. So we've got Galaxy's Edge, which has two Gs. <laughs> and then we've got the Galactic Star Cruiser now, um, yeah. which is the Star Wars themed resort at Walt Disney World. Um, that's kind of sprung off of this idea of being on an actual starship. But then in real life, it's almost like you're boarding um, a stationary cruise ship. So it's kind of a mix of both of those worlds. And, you know, me being Skipper Kira, I'm very excited to learn all about (laughs) (laughs) Tiffany's cruise, even if it was on land. Um, So this is going to be episode one. Whoa, very Star Wars of you. <laughs> That's right. Appropriate. <laughs> you seem very proud of yourself. On that. Yes, I am very proud that I thought of that. Of course, it will not be titled that in this episode because we title all of our episodes with episode at the beginning. So that would be a little redundant. So we'll yeah. we'll go part one um, officially, but um, our next episode will be the culmination of her trip. But first, we're going to learn all about the first half of her trip, starting with check-in just arrival we know you left (laughs) coronado springs resort yeah um and then you arrived as jedi tiff what happened (laughs) such an epic introduction (laughs) well just imagine like the credits rolling down the screen (laughs) in a a galaxy far far away away. (laughs) at walt disney world jedi tiff makes her way Yeah, so check-in is um, between one and four. So we were able to do late checkout at um, Coronado. So they let us check out at 1230. So that gave us enough time. So we basically took a taxi over there um, because the resort told us that they would reimburse us for that trip because there's no shuttles directly to that, the hotel or cruise ship. So we took a taxi. It was like 10 minutes. Why is that? I have no idea. Is it because like at the other resorts, you can actually dine at the restaurants? Like it's kind of open to the public, but in this case, it's only shut off to if you've made that reservation, right? Yeah, I think so. Cause like even just entering. So basically like we took the taxi there and it's about 10 minutes away. So we got there and basically you pull into kind of like the back cast member parking lot. Uh, for people that work at galaxy's edge so you technically can see the back of galaxy's edge like the mountains like you normally do when you pull up in the that ramp to disneyland to the parking Mm -hmm. lot kind of like that view so basically pull into that parking lot and there's just like a giant um cargo unit that just has like star cruiser this way and so you kind of go into this and then you get stopped at basically um a security booth but the problem is I have to say the check-in was a little tedious. Like it took us, I want to say almost 45 minutes from the security booth to even get into the hotel. So I could see why they gave you four, like three hours to check in, but we got there exactly at one o'clock. We got to the security booth at one o'clock. There's basically two lanes and there's like maybe four cars ahead of us, but the security guard has to go to each um, basically car and checks in, like checks your name, make sure like you have a reservation whatsoever and then they kind of give you like a rundown you mean like, they check your credentials wow <laughs> <laughs> yes they did check my credentials 
I didn't bring no. my passport. Okay, <laughs> what did they say to the taxi driver though? Like they, they didn't like, say anything. You, like the taxi driver literally park. just no, the taxi driver literally just rolled down our window. He didn't even open his window. Oh, it <laughs> did not exist. Yeah. So basically, it was just like, okay, like what's the name under the reservation? Blah blah. blah and like he just checks his iPad or whatever, his data pad, my bad. Data pad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, his data pad. He's like, okay, cool. Like you're you're on the list, whatever. So like um, basically there's like that bar in front of the cars, you know, like the gate. Oh, the gate. The uh-huh. gate swivel, whatever. Like, the so, gate arm. There we go. So basically from the booth, there's also another road that's right in front of it. And so it's like a four-way intersection in a sense. Okay. So get that. I'm following. So, I'm following. Okay. So there's the booth. And once the arm goes up, the arm across the street opens as well. So a car can move forward. Okay. Once one car passes, the arm goes down. So basically you have to wait until a car moves in order for you to even move up. Mm-hmm. So that I think is kind of what took long. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I thought the driveway was really long because we were waiting such a long time in the taxi. But there was maybe from the security booth to the the actual front of the Star Cruiser, it was like five cars. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh that's yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. So I was like, what the heck? So basically, once you like kind of move forward, there's a security guard at the front and he's like, okay, until I get the, like, the go ahead, I'll let you mo- like pull forward because they're basically opening all the doors for each car. They're checking in your luggage, taking it away and like slowly kind of moving into kind of like the open area to get people out of the way. Right. So that just took some time because there was just like huge families. There's a lot of luggage. A lot of people are like just super confused and just cannot handle any sort of organization flow. So yeah. So 30, 40 minutes, we finally got to the front. So we got to the security guard. He's like, yeah, sorry. It took so long. Like we'd rather you be really confused and not know what's going on in air conditioning versus waiting outside in the humidity. And I was like, I appreciate that, but I wish you started off with that. (laughs) (laughs) kind of fair although he assumes that your car has air conditioning (laughs) that is very true but also like he also assumes that i'm not paying for every minute in my taxi Uh oh yeah so luckily i think the taxi driver can tell i was getting really frustrated because i was like every time the minute went up we were getting basically charged more so finally he kind of like capped it at 17 dollars luckily and he just like, here, let me just like end it, the fair now. And I was like, I appreciate that because <laughs> I'm not trying to pay any more just to wait five feet. Like it made no sense. Yeah. But yeah, so like that was like my only issue of this whole experience, like the two day whole thing, like that was my only issue. It was just, mm-hmm. I wish I would have known that it would have taken that long or else I would have left the hotel at like 12 o'clock to get there exactly mm-hmm. at one. Cause I felt like one o'clock is my, my time starts and my money is being slowly dwindled. <laughs> right. And I want to like maximize my time on this like experience, right? Yeah, the clock starts ticking at one. Yeah. <laughs> and I can saw it like as the, the taxi meter is going up, I was like, my money is just disappearing. <laughs> so, Where is it going? Yeah. So basically we pull up finally, you know, they they there's like two bellboys that show up. They put like they ask for our reservation name. They put tags on our suitcases. They're like, oh, do you want us to take anything else? Blah, blah, blah. And then they kind of just like take that away. And then they kind of direct us towards a cast member. So every family is like basically checking in or talking to an individual cast member. And the experience starts at that point dead on. Like the cast member is already in character. And I was not ready for that at that sense. Because I was like, we're still still on earth. (laughs) 
so the guy basically is like running through and checking blah blah and like this is where you get your magic band that was the first time i ever got one so that was pretty cool but basically like he's stuttering kind of like giving the explanation just like oh like you need this magic band like it'll get you access to everything it just makes my life easier your life blah blah like he started stumbling in his words he's like oh my gosh your language on this planet is just so hard and i was ah! like oh no <laughs> like, what, what language do you speak on your planet and i was like the one that you're speaking now and he's like oh oh yeah and i was like yeah it's it, you know it's very versatile and you know you can use it anyway he's like yeah that's why they made us learn it and i was like i don't oh no <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so the experience is already happening and like he was really fun and nice. So it, it was fine. So basically you get your magic band, they kind of give you the rundown and then you basically line up and you go through security. And so once you've gone through security, it's kind of like a cement hallway that leads you into kind of like a little open area where there's a TV screen and they basically kind of group you off. So I think it was maybe 10, 10 to 15 people each group. And you basically watch like a safety video that kind of goes over like, in a real emergency, this is what it sounds like. In you know the fake scenario that's happening on the ship, like this is what it would sound like. So you know the difference. It's interesting. It's kind of like doing a mustard drill on a cruise ship. Exactly. We did do mustard drills too, actually. Oh whoa! Yeah. So I I have to say it literally felt like you were on a cruise ship. Awesome. I never felt like I was actually in a hotel. Hmm. So yeah. So basically, you watch the safety video, and then they kind of you know move that group into what you guys would call on earth an elevator <laughs> what they called it a transport pod <laughs> and i have to say it looked like a transport pod okay and um it looked like basically like something you would see in galaxy's edge whatever and like on the top corner or like the top sides of each um side are narrow screens so basically once the door closes um the screen kind of like starts playing and it looks like your transport pod is being shot into space. So you're seeing like that whole process and then basically being attached to the star cruiser. And then once That's you awesome. are attached and you can feel like the jolt and all that, and like the bot says like, you've been attached to like, whatever you've arrived, the door opens and you hit the main lobby of the star cruiser. And that room was crazy big. <laughs> and it felt like a lobby of like a straight up, like star, I mean, a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. And then once you exit, you get greeted again by another cast member and each family gets an individual one again, and they escort you personally to your room. Oh. So they took us straight to our room after like, kind of like showing us in the lobby, because in the lobby, you have access to the bridge where you do actual bridge training and you can actually see the view of where the ship is heading so if anything's in the screen, like, you know, exactly like there's other ships on the outside planets that you're basically heading towards, like it reacts to all that. <laughs> and then there's the starlight lounge on the left, um, which is their, you know, their bar area, the elevators in the center and kind of like a balcony on the top where basically most of the entertainment is happening. And then on the right, you basically have a little like, guest service area where they have snacks and stuff between uh, lunch, breakfast, and dinner services. And then right next to that would be a gift shop. So like that's all the main lobby area. And there's technically only four floors total on this cruise ship. So keep that in mind. It's very small. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is floor one. I don't, they just called it the, I, I don't even know the technical term. It's just the lobby. And then we stayed on floor four, 
which included the dining area, the brig, the engineering room, and an outside area that mimics what Batu would look like or feel like. <laughs> uh, environment simu- uh, simulation, in a sense. So it's, it's kind of cute. <laughs> like a meditation area. And then it also has access to the transport to Batu on the second day. Mm. There's two hmm. separate transport areas, one back to Earth and one to Batu. <laughs> and so you said the resort itself is like buttressing up against like Galaxy's You're literally Edge. Just, there's just a parking lot in between this um, resort, like this hotel and um, Galaxy's Edge. Wow, I did not realize that it was that close. I kind yeah. of. I just thought it was, you know, way out in the middle of the swamp land, like every other. It is. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, like once you set into that, in that hotel, you don't know where you are. Honestly, Mm -hmm. I had no idea geographically where we were half the time. Like they make it very immersive where you don't know where you are. And I'll explain how that is the second day when we go to Batu, because I don't even know how that, I don't, I don't even know how they got us there. Well, that kind of reminds me when you're in Galaxy's Edge and you're um, about to board like Rise of the Resistance and, you know, you've just listened to whatever the the hologram is of, you know, one of the the Rebel Alliance, like members, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. teaching you like, you know, what your mission is and stuff. And then you're about to board that little cruiser. Oh, the transport also. Yeah, the transporter, like. When that thing then opens up to, you know, you're on like the first world or first world, the first, first order. order. So like, <laughs> you have no um, idea how you got there. Yeah. I, yeah. I still have no idea like yeah. how they, they turn you or like if, if you're in like some sort of haunted mansion type elevator or something that like, yeah. it's so weird that like it totally like messes with your head in terms of directions like north south east west do not apply down there (laughs) oh absolutely like that's how it felt completely the whole time i was there for (laughs) two days straight i just you really just felt like you're in a cruise ship yeah yeah so but like did you struggle with not being able to have like air like out, outside air like that's when you could go out to the environment uh, simulation area it's literally oh, just like okay. an open courtyard that's supposed to mimic what batu feels like but basically like what florida feels like that day because it's just oh. like an open garden area but they call it like a simulation of what batu would feel like okay got it okay cool <laughs> so like if you want to take like a personal phone call which i saw people do that you can go there um if you just wanted to get a muggy humid fresh air you could <laughs> fresh quote-unquote fresh air (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like you had that access but I mean okay got it I don't think I really like struggled with it right per se (laughs) you're like air conditioned cold Cold. yeah it felt good on that like I wasn't cold or hot it just felt perfect oh good Mm -hmm. yeah we got escorted to our room and it was really cool like basically you know you do the magic band and like slides open and that room is crazy I freaking love that room like (laughs) it is a child's dream basically the cast member or walked- adult tiff's dream yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is the adult family dream <laughs> 
but yeah so she walked us in and she kind of like you know showed us around a little so on the like once you enter on the right there's like a giant mirror and they actually have a glass water bottle for you that you could refill it's already filled but you could refill it in the atrium oh that's what the lobby is called atrium atrium <laughs> yep that's what they call them on cruise ships there we go i was like oh. <laughs> so yeah you could fill up the water like they had still they had sparkling they had tap like they had a few options for you um you could just fill that up on your own on the right was the bathroom, which was actually a lot bigger than I thought. The shower was a decent, like you could fit probably three people back to back if you wanted to standing there. And then the toilet, of course, was like, you know, a separate door, a mirror. And then you go into the bedroom area where there's basically two bunk beds, a queen size bed, and then a TV on the right side. And then underneath the TV, you actually pull, you could pull out another bed. So you could technically sleep five people in this room. So for two days for five people for one grand is actually not bad compared to like two people and paying 2,500 for two days. But then would you feel like you're on top of each other? I mean, it is pretty snug, but I mean, you're not in your room majority of the time. I I honestly think come 11 o'clock is when you get back to your room. And then in the morning, you pretty, you pretty much start around like seven or eight up against the other wall, a window. And it's, it's like a screen but it mimics what you see kind of on the bridge as well. So you can see like other ships, um, the planet's getting closer or further away, depending if you're traveling towards it or away. If there's meteor showers, you see that. If the ship ever goes in hyperspace, all the mirrors, like all the windows look like that. It's pretty cool. It was a little trippy because it's, <laughs> but you could turn it off as well. Like there's a button where you can close it so you can sleep because that thing's oh, right. almost like um, on an airplane where you have yeah, the screeners sliding. that you close. <laughs> yeah. So there's That's a button cool. at the bottom of right. the window that you could push and <laughs> it closes. Um, and then we were. Okay. Wait, is it okay. weird that like in outer space, everything is kind of Dark. pitch black, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aside from, you know, the planets or stars, moons, whatever have like a light or a color to them but generally like you don't have daylight so the moon does it get kind of oh does it okay i was like does it get very bright like not really if you kept that screen on or the window open i don't think i would be able to sleep because it's actually decently bright Mm. because you could see the room pretty well lit if you didn't have the actual lights on cool so not too bad i mean it didn't bother me at least (laughs) and the tv like, can you watch actual TV, like cable? It's li- yeah, it's it's like the ones that you would get at the Disney resorts. Completely oh, the same wow. thing. Yeah, because it was the same setup as we saw at Coronado. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, did it say watch- Welcome Sea Family? <laughs> yeah, at the top. Oh. Or it should be like... It was like in Arabesh, which is like the, oh, the language. Cool. And it's like, it kind of looked like the graphics. I think it just said Welcome. I can't remember, actually, no. I'm pretty I sure. I like it so. should be like... Welcome C squad or, or something like, yeah, squadron. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I don't remember. I'm sure I took a picture. I'll have to look at that again. The best part is to the right of the TV, you get your own, like, it's kind of like a communication pad in a sense, but there's a button you push and you can summon a droid. So each room gets their own droid and her name is, um, D three Oh nine. And so basically she kind of like, is your little, um, like customer service in a sense she's like oh welcome aboard did you did you smuggle on eggs blah blah and like no like you basically can 
respond back on eggs yeah like these i forgot what creature it was but she's i was like oh no she's like oh too bad we've been trying to figure out who brought these on and we can return them (laughs) and basically like oh like do do you know i don't know she'll like ask a few questions and you just like you know answer yes or no if you want to or you can say whatever but she responds to you which is really nice um and then she kind of goes through just like the itinerary in a sense like oh the star cruiser's gonna be traveling to blah blah uh, we should be there like in a few hours and if you need me you can push this uh droid uh com link button and I, i'll be here for you blah, blah blah and then you can just like say bye and she like goes away <laughs> but in order to access her you need your magic band as well but it was, it was just cute it was really cute i don't know i enjoyed it i'm really curious about this technology like is there a stateroom host that is acting as this um droid or is this AI like, you know, you would talk to Alexa or something? I don't, I'll send you the video. Cause I took, I took a, like a minute video of us talking to it for at least, I don't know, a few questions at least, but like, I don't could, know, you, could you ask it like, oh, tell me a riddle or something. The second day I asked her to sing me a lullaby and she did. Oh, oh, oh. But it was like one of the options. Like she gave me three options. Like, do you want me to read you a story? Do you want a lullaby? And I was like, can you sing for me? And she sang a song. And I was like, that's kind of cute. Huh. <laughs> it, it makes me think of um, Turtle Talk with Crush. Um, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. But I know that's a real person. <laughs> well, obviously, because there's only one. But I mean, there's there's literally three, three floors yeah. of rooms. Yeah. I have no idea how it works. Well, that's why I'm thinking because like other than the droid, like you didn't have an actual stateroom host that like came and did your, like said, oh, I'm doing your bedding or anything like that, right? Yeah, so I almost wonder if they hired the same people that would normally be a stateroom host on a cruise ship and that, but they interact with you as if they are droids, you know? Like they can still do all the same functions, but like they don't have to meet you face face to face. face. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kind of I don't a dream know. job <laughs> I mean kind right? of I mean I think I've only I only talked to her maybe three four times I was there and that was mm-hmm. I think two of the times was because she was flashing red so I had to because oh. <laughs> there's a Somebody button talk to me <laughs> yeah basically if the button flashes red she's basically saying like oh if you ever see the comic flashing red like that's me trying to reach you and I'm like okay hmm. so interesting yeah but I mean, that's the room basically. And then when you leave on the right where the main light switch is, there's actually two buttons on the bottom. There is basically a button that looks like a droid, like an R2-D2 droid vacuuming. That's if you want your room cleaned. So you could push that. And oh, then on the so outside, cute. on the outside, your door on like a certain part will glow blue. So they know that you want your room cleaned. And then there's also another button that is a lock. And if you push that, it basically locks your door. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So those, those two buttons are pretty cute what did we do after this we we then went to lunch because we were hungry and breakfast and lunch are both buffets which is fun because there's a lot of stuff to choose well I wouldn't say a lot but there's a decent amount of stuff to choose from the dining area was on our floor which was really convenient so we just basically headed out um and then made like a left and the dining area was right there. It's basically like a cafeteria size. There wasn't too many people yet. We were able to just walk in. You grab a tray that basically has three rectangles on it. And because each of the, the entrees are basically in a rectangle, like cube, that <laughs> you could just like slide into it. So if you have OCD, you would love this. It's like basically playing Tetris with food. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, for lunch, they had 
I don't even know what any of these dishes was. I should have taken a picture of the menu, but a buttered noodle with two chicken nuggets on it. There was um, like a tilapia. There was desserts. It was like an ube cookie, like crackle, kringle cookie. That was like my favorite. I ate like seven of those. <laughs> nice. That sounds delicious. Yeah. But but basically everything's very colorful and it, it looks very out, like outer space-ish. So that was really cool. Like the desserts were crazy like they would always look like half orbs with like splattered galactic colors and like super glossy I think they even tried to do in a sense like it looked like moss but it was just kind of like um a sponge dried sponge cake mm-hmm. just green <laughs> like the they got very creative dye you ingested I mean they, I mean honestly <laughs> But surprisingly, the food was really good. There wasn't a point where I was ever hungry. My sister was actually concerned that she's like, oh, I bet we're going to be so hungry all the time. There came a point where I thought I had to throw up because we just were nonstop eating. (laughs) But I think it was just the way our schedule was set up too. Because like I was telling you guys on your phone is that data pad you have to download and it gives you your itinerary for each day. And so basically everything is listed. The things that are highlighted in yellow are the ones that are mandatory for you. And then there are other ones that are grayed out, but those are optional for anybody. So like droid racing, lightsaber, no, lightsaber training was mandatory, but I mean, I didn't go to it. (laughs) (laughs) It's mandatory, but you didn't go. I mean, I I have to assume they they can't really, yeah, force anyone to do anything, especially like, what if you check into the resort and it just turns out that you get really sick or something and you just have to quarantine in your stateroom like the whole time yeah so I think I think okay so this is the reason for the mandatory ones is because they've they spaced out activities for everybody that not everybody's clustering around it so for instance there are technically two dining times it was 5 30 and I think 7 30 or 8 30 that's, we unfortunately like got the cruise. Yeah, we unfortunately got the <laughs> 531. So we got the early dining time, right? Which was super inconvenient because you've just finished lunch and you have four hours and you have to eat like a four course meal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On a real cruise ship, like I always try to opt for the later time. You don't for get a two choose. reasons. Oh, uh, okay. Well, on the on the on the real cruise ships, you can choose <laughs> so long as like one hasn't filled up by the time that you're requesting, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mostly go for two reasons. One, the earlier one is typically families because you know younger kids tend to eat earlier and go to bed earlier. And the second reason is because on a cruise ship, you're typically going into different ports throughout the day. And if you're out on an excursion, likely it's a day long one that may or may not come back in time for that first round of dinner. So I want to be able to like, not have to skip one versus, you know, not have to pick one versus the other. I want to do them both. So I go on an all day long excursion, come back (laughs) and then have some time to, you know, get refreshed or whatever, and then yeah. go to uh, dinner. So yeah. I would probably choose that same thing on the Star Cruiser if you had a choice. Yeah, no, 5.30 was way too early because yeah. we, we ate lunch the first day, probably around 2, 2.30 because oh, oh check-in, kind of like being overwhelmed by the room and running around and rolling all over the beds and stuff. So we basically had lunch. We kind of went a little ham because we wanted to try everything. So we had basically two rounds, which is probably not the best idea. Blue milk and green milk are on tap. So I had like probably three glasses of that at lunch already because I just got super excited. 
<laughs> Wait, did you actually have the green milk? Because I know I you're tried a it. blue milk fan. I tried, tried the green one. Not a fan. Not a fan still. It's very oh, floral. It yeah, that's the only way I could describe it. Like I didn't hate it, but if I had a if I had a choice, I would definitely pick blue. It was more mm. enjoyable. It's so weird. I'm such the opposite of you guys in that sense. Like, I think a the, lot of people are like they're either one or the other. They're never both. Yeah. The green like to both. me tastes citrusy. Do you really? <laughs> I do. You do? Uh-huh. Oh. And then the blue I mean, tastes I... like bubblegum to me or something. Oh. See, yeah, the green one tastes like licorice to me. Oh, it's okay. interesting. <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> what if every time we are that? buying this, you guys, what if it's just a different flavor like every time? And that's why we all have these opinions. <laughs> okay, maybe next time we go to Disneyland, we should try it again. This out of the same cup. <laughs> so we're all getting the same experience. Oh, so it's definitely the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll buy one of each and then... Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll debate then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. still for science. Blue milk for science. <laughs> for oh. science. Yeah, I mean the blue milk was on point. Love that. <clears throat> I think after that we kind of just started exploring because the characters started showing up. Um, we went back to the atrium and oh, we went to the Starlight Lounge because we're like, let's go grab a drink. They are very strong. <laughs> Yay! Holy crap! <laughs> I took one sip and I actually unfortunately had to send it back because it oh. was so bad. It was so. It was so strong. I was and like, you can I mean, handle I your liquor. <clears throat> I can. And I was just like, whoa, did you guys put any juice in this at all? <laughs> well, oh everything's God. inclusive there. So I guess it doesn't matter. Oh, the alcoholic drinks back. aren't. Yeah. Oh, aren't. I didn't think about that. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, bummer. And the, the drinks are, I mean, they're pretty pricey. I think like 12, 15. And then there was one that was about $32. What? There were two that were a little more expensive, but that's because you got um to keep the glass. Mm. Kind of like oh in, okay um, yeah that's your souvenir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that thirty-two dollar one was like the Mustafar one, which comes with like a test tube of lava that you dump in there, which is kind of cool. And it's um on the rim of it, it's like black sand. You didn't get this for thirty-five bucks. I mean, but you get to keep it. I don't want a cup. <laughs> Can you imagine trying to travel back with a glass? It was literally a glass. Not even like a mug or cup. They used to do actual glasses like on uh, the cruise ships that you would, they they had this, they still have a beer package type thing where essentially you can go to any of the bars, you bring this glass, which they would give you like a souvenir glass, um, Mm -hmm. a tall one, you know, and they would fill it up for you. And then like at the end of your cruise, you, you get to keep it. Now they've switched that out from what I heard. And they, like, you can do it one of two ways. Like you can just get like some sort of coin okay. that they give to you and you just, and you, you know, kind later. of trade. Yeah. You redeem that coin back and forth. So you're not carrying around this cup everywhere. Yeah. Um, and then on your very last day like the cup that they give you you can just keep that one you know and and take that one home but now it's plastic it's no longer glass but it was originally glass oh this one was glass for sure Hmm. and the cool thing was that if you got that glass at the starlight lounge it was actually a different color than the one that they were selling at the gift shop so technically oh it's special yeah i think that one was black rimmed or it was either black rimmed or gold rimmed but Mm -hmm basically one or the other will be at the gift shop 
Love it. I mean, I forgot which one I got, but it was very, how do I describe this? It was purple pinkish with glitter. So it was like very like shimmery, mm-hmm. which is fine. I was like, I mean, it's a mood. <laughs> <laughs> we I like took a that mood. Of that. Oh my gosh. And it was like, it punched me in the face where I was like, I couldn't even enjoy it. Oh dear. So I returned it and I got kind of, I got a like, some sort of like planet IPA, which is a lot better. And I can handle that one at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but even my sister, she thought her drink was really, really strong too. So we basically just like had, you know, one drink each. We're just chilling in there. Um, in the Starlight Lounge, you could actually play uh, Sabak, which is like their version of a card game. It's actually digital. So they had a table where kids were playing and it's like kind of 3D on your screen. I don't know really to describe it, but basically an interactive game table in the middle of this starlight lounge that's cool um yeah so we're like kind of chilling and watching that and um one of the characters started walking in and then more characters started showing up so there's only i want to say six main characters on this ship so it's very easy to i guess not six i would say six to eight depending on who you really want to talk to so the first person the first character came out she i forgot her name already it was pronounced so many different ways but she was basically the DJ drummer sidekick of uh, Gaia, who is the mm-hmm. singer diva of the ship. I was so just she... going to ask, like in that, in the Starlight Lounge, like if they had some sort of jukebox or DJ type thing where you could choose the, the wish. music, that'd be cool. No, they didn't. They just had like little creatures in the like glass case, like tubes, like aquariums, kind of like in Oga's Cantina oh. or- Okay, um, cool. Like Doc Ondar's, uh, the, the, that store in Galaxy's Edge. You Den know, of like Antiquities. Creatures. Yeah. So like, kind of like, the, the, there's like two creatures Doc in there. Den of Antiquities was on 1313. <laughs> Whoa. Stop Google. <laughs> Tim's face. <laughs> I was just like, Kira, uh, you might want to leave your house. There's a freaking murderer there. We knew this day would come. I just have my own droid is all. <laughs> D309, is that you? <laughs> oh my goodness. She scary. wanted to teach me all about Doc Anders. Oh. Oh, wow. That's scary. I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so that character came in, walked in. She's in a full-on alien costume and the mouth moved and everything. She didn't speak a lick of like English. It was just basically her um, species language. Mm-hmm. which is just crazy so when she's talking that's gotta to you, be so hard and hot too so <laughs> you have conversations with you and you're just like yeah okay so you're just trying to like go off of kind of her body language and how she's reacting to you that's how you kind of communicate with her and then we made our way into basically the atrium because we started noticing like clusters of people and when you see that they're really surrounding a character trying to dialogue with them so we met gaia's tour manager i already forgot his name but he basically reminded me of like gaston and flynn rider who are very like pretty <laughs> the smolder yeah pretty much like i'm pretty sure if he's not doing this job he's probably flynn rider or gaston okay. <laughs> he's moonlighting pretty much <laughs> so that character kind of showed up and he's like talking and like drinking around and then um you start seeing the cruise director she's walking around uh with her droid so those two are kind of like a pair the droid is kind of her best friend in a sense. Uh, so they're basically together. They were kind of talking amongst people. And I think what it is, is because they asked you to keep your Bluetooth on. I think anytime you're near any of these, these characters, 
they somehow ping your phone because once you have an interaction with them, you get a text message on your data pad from those characters. Oh. Yeah. Which I is mean, a little scary. What, what does the text oh, say? Well, it just depends on the scenario. It's like, oh, it was like nice meeting you, blah, blah. And like the first initial conversation is basically like, which side do you kind of like side with? Basically like Jedi, First Order, Imperial, or Rebel. There's like mm. kind of four scenarios you can go off of. I originally was doing, you know, Rebel because I was like, might as well. That's how me and my sister were dressed. So we kind of went in that direction. And then I kid you guys not. Actually, I'll just get there. Hold on. So, okay. We basically okay. <laughs> met a few characters, blah, blah. We had dinner. Dinner on the first night is a three course meal. And oh. so I did not know this, but our waitress was just like, if you like any of these dishes, you can get as many as you want. So technically it's all you can eat for a three course meal. And I'm just like, I ain't about that. Cause I'm about to throw up all those Kringle cookies I had at lunch. <laughs> Plus the movie. Like we were so full. Like it, it came to the point where I, I was basically eating most of the dinner and my sister gave up because she just couldn't. So I think the first night was like, we had a, the first course was a bento box. So they had three buns. One was like a chicken teriyaki, um, a bulgogi, and then I think like a potato one. But of course they call it something else. So oh, like sounds so good right now. Yeah. <laughs> and of course they're different colors. So it was like orange, green, purple. And that came with like, you know, um, four different sauces. And I think it was like a seaweed salad or like a pickled veggie. So they have a menu there. She said, you don't have to read it. It's like, we'll explain everything. It's just there if you want to cheat sheet and know what's coming up next. And it did come in handy because God knows I could not remember anything she was saying to us because it was like a full on, you know, lecture. <laughs> <laughs> and so the second course was basically, um, we got a tilapia dish as well as a short rib dish. So good. Oh no, it was a steak. It was a steak the first night. My bad. So a steak and a fish dish or whatever. So good. I finished the whole steak. I mean, it wasn't big, but I mean, for be eating 18 cookies at lunch. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then um, the dessert, of course, it was basically a plate of, you know, a galactic dessert. They So they knew it was my birthday. So they gave me like a little chocolate thing with uh, their phrase. I forgot what it was called already, but basically just, it was like, live a good life. And I'm like, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, wasn't it, isn't it something about like happy origin day or? No, no, no. It's like they're saying, or like they're. Oh, in like Arabesh or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So I don't, I, I have to look at the picture, but I don't remember what it was, but basically they put that little chocolate thing on me, like on my like dish. So we ate that and just wanted to die on the inside. <laughs> so everybody basically ate their food and then like come the dessert time is when Gaia shows up and I kid you not that was like the craziest performance ever. She is so good. She just like she got introduced by her touring manager. Her uh sidekick has like this DJ set on the stage which is like I don't know how she plays that thing. It made no sense but I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I think she went through maybe like six songs and oh my gosh, she's so good. And she walks around and basically it comes around. So everybody kind of gets a good view of her. And then of course, during that time, um, you know, you start seeing other characters, like the captain shows up and it's like, there's a captain's table. There's an option to eat at that captain captain's table. And I think it's like an extra $30 per person. And I think you only get maybe like a few more dishes that like the chef prepares for you, but me and my sister both didn't see kind of the point of that because the captain doesn't actually sit with you the whole time. Oh, I mean, it's kind of similar to a a chef's table, you know, like the chef will kind of come and go and introduce different plates. And so it's kind of like 
you get a little special experience, but yeah. you still have alone time. I, I like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, yeah, I think it was maybe 15 people at that table. Okay. Um, those were all booked. We were, we tried, but we kind of glad we didn't. Um, unfortunately, the table that we got was in the back corner for both nights. Um, but I mean, it did play out because the characters do pop up in the door right behind us. So like we got to see firsthand some characters pop up. I would like um, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So basically after dinner, you know, we go downstairs and they kind of do the mustard uh, station drills like you were mentioning earlier. Mm -hmm. They have these characters. I forgot what they are, but they're basically like Jedi training. Yeah, I don't know, people. There's like four of them. Uh, So each of them took a station and they kind of called them off of the Arabish um, alphabet. And basically, you know, you cheer for your station every time they call it out. The cruise uh, captain is at the top kind of giving her spiel introducing yourself the director blah blah and then like of course the first order shows up with the two stormtroopers oh and the God. way you know, the way you know this is, is like the dialogue kind of plays i was like oh yeah like nothing goes wrong like we're all set for our you know our, like our trip blah blah and of course like the maintenance guy his name is sammy that's another character he comes sammy in. Yeah, he kind of like inter like interjects the conversations like, uh, there's a there's a problem, blah blah. And then on the side windows, you see um the ships from the Imperial ships fly over. Mm-hmm. And then on the side screens, like kind of on the side, like the pillars in a sense, like they're holographic or holograms. And the the inside turns into the Imperial logo. Ooh. And then, of course, like the door opens and two stormtroopers come out and then um, uh, Lieutenant Croy comes out. He is the first order lieutenant. And basically he's just like, there's a lot of people on the ship and there's resistance on board. I kid you not, he was the sassiest character ever. I switched (laughs) to the dark side so fast because he was so funny. (laughs) I honestly wanted him to be my best friend. I couldn't, everything he said was just so funny. He was like, oh yeah, I... I was told that there's resistance on board. And like, of course, people in the audience are like, what? No way. And he, he kind of like goes over the rail and he's like, yes, you heard me. And I'm just like, oh my God, I freaking love this guy. The dark side is calling you. Yeah, so like it's basically like him and the captain kind of like having, you know, their like little banter and argument basically like, there's nothing going wrong on this ship. And he's like, oh, I'll be the judge of that. And he's like, I'm, I'm officially going to stay on board as like, you know, for the next couple of days, just to check things out. So from that point, like he's walking around individually, the stormtroopers are always out walking around. Oh my gosh. He was my favorite. There was that one point, I think like we had to make a distraction because Chewbacca shows up. Right. And if you're on the resistance side, you're trying to smuggle him around like out of the ship without the stormtroopers figuring it out or Lieutenant Croy. So like, they're like, hey, we need to cause a distraction. Like, what should we do? And so Lieutenant Croy is upstairs and I kid, oh my God, this group starts singing like Darth Vader's song and just like humming it or whatever, singing it at him. And he's just, he's just like, He's like really into it. And like they finish, he's like, it's an oldie, but a goodie. <laughs> I'm just like, I love this guy. <laughs> so like, yeah, the characters are more out now. And like, they're just like, you know, all over the place. People are super into it. You're on your data pad, getting more like information and stuff like that. I use my magic band to try to scan to an engineering room and I had no access. But then like some reason I was talking to like um, Gaia's tour manager he's like, 
hey, I noticed that you were trying to get into the engineering room, blah, blah, like, why was that? And I'm like, mm, I don't you just like go through the prompts. <laughs> like, I, like, I don't know. I and just, I was like, I oh, I'm just curious. I was like, oh, I need to get in there. I forgot something, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, okay. Are you for the resistance and stuff like that? And you're like, oh yeah, blah, blah. And so he gives you kind of like a code. What if you said no? Then you wouldn't get the code. You wouldn't oh, get access yeah. to the room. So just depending on how you answered and who you talked to, your mm-hmm. your experience can change completely. Oh, so cool. like at first, like the first couple hours, I was clearly on the resistance side. So I was mostly talking to um, Gaia's manager, the director, and the captain. So I was having more interactions with them. And on the data pad, it tells you like what is it your trust level with them, as well as like how well you know them. So there's like two gauges. So it was like at first for everybody, it's basically flatline is like very low. <laughs> And as you talk to them, it goes to moderate, high, very high, or like trustworthy kind of thing like that. And so around the ship, there's basically these um, councils and you basically put your magic band. You basically can see the map of the cruise ship, like the itinerary, like where we're traveling, but also like if you wanted to input access codes, you could do that. So if you got the access codes, depending on the conversations you had, you could input that and then you get access to the locked rooms. And so like in the engineering room, like you can finally get in and there's like little activities in that room, like little things like that. So it's like, it gets pretty intense, but I don't know how any of these kids understood how to do any of this because it took me like an hour and a half to figure out what I needed to do or what was happening. These kids were running around. They're like in all the rooms. And I was just like, how'd you even get in here? And then like five seconds later, I'm like heading to the freaking lightsaber training and like 15 kids run. I was like, where the heck did Chewbacca come from? I was like, what the heck? And I was like, let's skip that and let's go follow Chewie. So like, we just like follow them. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I, like, <laughs> Follow the kids. Yeah, pretty I much. Know. Like as soon as I saw hordes of kids, I was like, something's happening. We should follow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your sister's like, I'm just following you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah. So like that was literally the first day. It was just straight check-in, room, lunch, like the mustard drill thing, whatever, dinner, then like this whole sh- like entertainment arc that happened for like a good hour there was like a captain's toast because we were like taking off which was really cool because she's like all right now the ship's ready to go like let's hit hyperspace so everybody turns around to look at the bridge and the ship goes into hyperspace which is like the coolest thing ever i was like this is legit mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah i mean it was chaotic <laughs> That's so cool. Do you ever feel like other than, I guess in the transport pod, but like in the rest of the ship, do you ever actually feel movement? Like, are they physically moving you ever? No. Okay. (laughs) Not like. No, it's, yeah, I don't think they can rock the hotel room. Well, but see, like, you know, in comparing it to Rise of the Resistance in that one trans that ship like no. you kind of rock a little bit so I was kind mm. of wondering if they would do that to the whole resort no I would throw up come on dude I can't do that <laughs> oh so no. I can go on this cruise okay yeah, you can handle this one because I had no problem yeah like the only time you feel any sort of like movement are the two transports and then mm. like I guess if you're laying on the bed you like look out the window it's very interesting because it's one of those situations oh. like if you look at a painting, the eyes follow you in a sense. Right. So like, if you yeah. look at the screen, it's like, depending on your angle, you could be warped or oh. like it could look straight on, but it's very, it's cause it's like, it's, I think it's like, like a, a curved, haunted mirror. I think it's like a curved screen. <laughs> like that's what it is probably. Okay. okay. But your bed isn't physically moving. No, it better okay. not be. <laughs> like one of those like quarter and like shake no. up. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Back the old in the motel day. room. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so done. I totally forgot about those. Oh, wow. So We're old. <laughs> uh-huh. Speaking of old, 
So other than the kids running around and yourself, like, did you see a lot of parents that were engaged in the activities or were they kind of just like holding back and being chill? Oh no, no one held back on that. No chill. I mean, there was one point, it was, I think this was the second night, but basically my sister stayed back in the hotel room for like an hour. She's like, oh, I'll just, you know, I'm going to hang out for a little. I was like, well, I'm going to go run around because the second night, a lot of stuff went down. And so I left her for two activities that happened for me because I was so down deep in the first order that we had separate activities completely. And those oh. activities lasted about half an hour each. So it came to the point where um, if you're not the second day, at least, if you were not trustworthy and you had to check in into these rooms, you didn't have to before on the first day. The second day, I needed to go to the engineering room. There was actually a cast member there. She's like, what's your name? Because if you're not on the list, you can't even enter that room. You have mm. to be trustworthy. And the, the character has given you access to that room specifically. So mm. I think that activity was maybe like 10 of us versus like the 50 people running around outside. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was one point like I was by myself, and then there was a few other people that were by themselves. And like Lieutenant Crow, just like family of one to this guy, and like I guess he nicknamed himself Captain Red just for poops and giggles. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I left my family." And like Lieutenant Crow, I like, left my family. Dead serious. <laughs> I thought he was joking. And then like the next day when we were checking out, someone yelled my name. He was like, "Hey Tiff," and I was like, "I don't know anybody on this ship." <laughs> and it was it was that guy. And then I, he had a wife and two kids did not see them the whole time with him the two days he literally left them <laughs> so yeah parents they probably let, knew that going in they're oh, like dad's sure. not yeah. around but i mean <laughs> He's if you, were, you could just let your kids run free like there were points where i didn't see any kids with their parents the parents were probably off doing it on their own because there's nowhere they can go anyways and they're always going to be on like two floors specifically with the characters sure. so yeah, yeah. parents let their kids run free, do whatever they want. The parents were like super, everybody was dressed up. There were people that were really into cosplay. It was just, it was intense. Oh, I did my photo shoot the first day too. I forgot about that. Yeah, how was that? That was pretty cool. You get, I think it was half an hour. So you get a photographer and like the guy that helps out with the lighting. Um, They basically take you to different locations on the cruise ship and take photos. And like, I brought my lightsaber. It unfortunately actually like, cut out like 10 minutes into the shoot and they actually no. went they went downstairs got two lightsabers for me my sister uses props which was cool because she's like you should do dark side and light side and I was like yeah let's do that that's cool I like that. <laughs> I did that and then it was pretty that cool. was They're a little really... like foretelling of your trip <laughs> to go pretty much dude lieutenant croy oh <laughs> i love that man i need to he was changed so me freaking funny <laughs> I Aww. kept yelling his name out every time I saw him. I was like, Lieutenant Roy. And I'd be like, for the order. And he's like, for the order. And I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> and they remember your names. Like, I don't know how they do it, but they remember each individual person's name. I wow. can't even remember my name half the time. So I was like very impressed. But I mean, the photo shoot was like really cool. We took, like, we went to different locations, but it was just the funny thing is every room we went to, Chewy was following us. So once we hit like the Starlight Lounge, Chewie's freaking like playing sabak at the table and he was like well we can't come in here there's like a huge crowd and I was like well great so then we went to like an engineering room Chewie followed right after <laughs> so for like five rooms that we went to Chewie kept following and we we're like what is happening I've never <laughs> seen a wiki so many times in my life 
and then um yeah you and got those really Wookiee nice. vibes yeah I mean seriously and then like it was really nice at least after the photo shoot they're like oh just take your lightsaber to um guest services downstairs and they they could probably find someone to fix the blade for you and I was like oh I was like I think something's just loose in my hilt and so I handed it to them and she spent like 15 minutes and she actually fixed it my lightsaber is like much better oh nice I was like that was really nice <laughs> That's like the perfect place for it to get. Fixed, I know. I was I like, luckily I brought it. So but yeah, I mean, the first night was just, it took a little to get used to what was going on. Sure. I have to say like the interaction and stuff was just like, I didn't know where to begin. Um, Like, but just tip is honestly just start talking to everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only thing I could have done. I didn't talk to as many as I wanted to, but I definitely just stuck to I guess my goal <laughs> and I was like I just need to be BFFs with Lieutenant Croy yeah, yeah he was my homeboy he was <laughs> he was so sassy and funny oh I love that yeah. it's interesting because when you talk about them like remembering your name and receiving like messages from people you interacted with before mm-hmm. stuff like that I know that was the initial goal of Batu you know, when they first built that, like, that's how they wanted Galaxy's Edge to really be that interactive. And like droids would be, you know, um, just going amongst you through the crowd. And they were supposed to, you know, use like facial recognition to remember Mm. you from trips that could have been months ago, you know, but they know like, oh, you you've returned, you know, and I remember you from, you know, getting that Ronto wrap or whatever it is that you did. And I feel like that never fully played out because I'm sure there's a lot there's of things so that would have to go in and out of that part. Yeah. Yeah. But it makes complete sense for the Star Cruiser to, yeah. to use that. I mean, um, I, yeah. Like in the next episode, I'll definitely talk about Batu because that excursion was very interactive, I have to say. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited. But I mean, yeah. I mean, the first day it was, it, it was a little rough start because of the check in. But after that, like after getting kind of like, into I guess like your character like understanding what you really need to do and then really wanting to check out exploring stuff because there's only four floors you don't you don't really expect to see much but Mm -hmm. I mean I don't know how these kids are finding some stuff out man I was just like Jesus it took me until day two in the morning to finally understand what I was supposed to be doing (laughs) they were in it they really were and I'm just (laughs) but it's also because they have such huge imaginations too right like Mm -hmm. I think that really played into it and then unfortunately, as an adult, you're just like, I have some shame. <laughs> <laughs> you're never going to see these people again. I know. I, know. I, was, I should have thought of that too. But I was just like, yeah, I just didn't know like where to start. Yeah. Like even watching some videos and stuff, like I knew you had to talk to characters, which I was just like, okay, but then like, what do you say to them? Like, I don't know. Right. Exactly. Like how it's do you carry on LARPing. a conversation with that woman who doesn't even speak English? Yeah. So right? it's, it's straight up LARPing, which is like completely fine, but it's not something that I'm used to. And mm-hmm. I'm sure like majority of the people went there, they knew what they were doing. Like they were already dressed up when they checked in. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. That 10 year old that was in front of us, he was already like straight up face painted he had like a Sith outfit on. His dad was dressed up as Obi-Wan. His mom was dressed up as Fennec Shand. Like they were into it. And that kid, I saw him everywhere. Oh, wow. Yeah. How many people like, do you think were in like the entire experience? 
I want to say if there was only two dining experiences, that room could only hold, I would say, like, 100, some, 150, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I would say about 300. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, I mean, I never felt crowded. Yeah. Until, like, everybody was in the muster stations mm-hmm. in the atrium. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, whoa, there's a lot of people here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When they, yeah. yeah, kind of packed in everyone at once for that. Yeah. But other than that, like, I felt yeah. like I was only around maybe like 20 people at a time. Oh, that's anywhere. good. Because they separated us out so well, which was really mm-hmm. nice. But yeah, like dinner was probably the most. And then the mustard station was just like, wow, there's actually a lot more people here than I thought. That's great, though, that like you didn't feel like there was until that one particular moment. Yeah, like literally it was just that time and then the grand finale the second day. I'm Mm, just like mm -hmm. shook. (laughs) All right. Well, we can't wait to hear about that second day. But for now, looks like our mobile order is ready for some glasses of blue milk. And one green one. And one green (laughs) one. Run it out, you know. Just to try. Until next time. See you real soon. No, that was really entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you really put your picture. I'm like, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs>